Hello and welcome to ASPA's podcast. I am Anna Weber and I am ASPA's marketing coordinator. With me today, I have Jimmy Adams, who is the executive director of the National Association of State Directors of Teacher Education and Certification. And Jimmy's here to chat a little bit with us about Teacher Mobility Interstate Compact. Jimmy, thank you so much for joining me today. Would you mind sharing just a little bit about yourself with our listeners? Well, Anna, thank you for letting me be on the podcast, and it's good to be with you. Um, I retired after 27 years working in public education, and I had about every job title you could name during that time. My wife jokes that I couldn't keep a position, but I kept explaining to her their promotions, and I got a higher pay raise whenever that happened. So had a great 27 years, loved what I was doing. Uh, at one point, I was over licensure in the state of Kentucky. And then was also the chief of human resources at Jefferson County Public Schools, which is Louisville, Kentucky, in my last position. So what is the Interstate Teacher Mobility Compact and how did it come into existence? So the compact is really, and let me explain first what a compact is. A compact is a contract between states that ensures reciprocity, in this case, for professional licenses. And it maintains the quality, safety, and ensures the sovereignty of each state uh, in their own regulations and statutes that they have in place. The Teacher Mobility Compact uh, really came about from a set of videos that we did or webinars in 19, excuse me, 2020 and 2021 that were called Preparing the Way. And we had four different webinars on that where we talked about what the need was in order to put this compact in place. Because what we found is that teachers, for whatever situation they may face in life circumstances, they were having to go from one state to another. And when they were going they might have 20 years of experience and they were being asked to meet jurisdiction specific requirements, such as you scored two points lower on an assessment 20 years ago that now we have a higher standard than that in this state. So we want you to retake that test or you need to go back and take this particular graduate course because you have not finished or showed or demonstrated evidence of that area. So we want you to be able to have that information. What we found is that those teachers just finally said, you know, you're making me go through a lot of hoops or jump through a lot of hoops and I can go find a job somewhere else and just leave the profession. So the Interstate Teacher Mobility Compact was really designed to allow teachers who have a top quality or or highest level license, uh, which I'll refer to as a professional license, but there are no other requirements on that license to be able to go from one state and receive an equivalent or closest to equivalent license in that other state. Um, That actually came about with some of the work or the, the compact came about because in 2020, the National Defense Act allowed for the development of 10 additional occupational compacts to support military spouses. So DOD played a key role in this through funding. And what they were able to do is actually work with the council of state governments to develop these 10 compacts and teaching was one of those 10. And it took, once we have the compact written, it was going to take 10 states in order to pass it into their legislation in order for it to become enacted. And I'm happy to say we actually were able to do that in the first year. So after the first year, which was this past year, 
those 10 states have come together now in the first commissioner's meeting and have started laying the groundwork for how the compact will actually be carried out. And does the teacher compact benefit benefit state licensing agencies or teachers? It benefits both. Um, Some people may be familiar with the NASDAQ interstate agreement that has been in place since about 1965. But the NASDAQ interstate agreement was managed by the NASDAQ executive board, whereas the teacher compact is managed by each participating state or jurisdiction that has passed that into law. When you look at the NASDAQ interstate agreement, it's an informal agreement. It's not enforceable. Uh, We all agree to try to work together, but we have no way to be able to enforce that. Whereas the teacher mobility compact, it's a contractual agreement between states. And there is a process for enforcement uh, within that to make sure all the states are working well together. The NASDAQ interstate agreement varies by state to to state with that level of enforcement. Um, And there's really no required sharing of license information within that. And there's no alignment of licenses within that agreement. But the teacher mobility compact, it actually, each of the adopting jurisdictions agree to uniformity of implementation and they align all the licenses that qualify for the compact. And then lastly, the NASDAQ interstate agreement really does not support teacher mobility, but it does support teacher licensing agencies Whereas the teacher mobility interstate compact, it supports both the teacher mobility and those licensing agencies. So how will the teacher compact work once it's fully functional? So what will happen is that if a teacher needs to move, and again, teachers go from one state to another, not because they can get licensed somewhere else, but because of life circumstances. So those teachers who believe they're eligible for the compact will be able to go into uh, a state where they are going and apply for a license under the compact. And then we will have a data exchange system set up that would actually look at that teacher's licensure information from the sending state where they're currently located see if that actually qualifies for the compact. And if it does, that data will then be electronically transferred over to the receiving state. And then the receiving state will process that license. And the teacher who is uh, applying for a license under this won't have to go through all the other requirements that they may have to go through for another pathway. What this essentially does is create a new pathway for those teachers who have that high level professional license. And we want to make it a streamless stream. I didn't say that right. (laughs) We want to make it streamline it. We want to streamline it as as much as possible so that it is a smooth, easy transition that can actually happen within just a couple of days. Whereas it may take uh, a number of weeks for a different pathway in order for the teacher excuse me, in order for the licensing agency to receive all the information they would have to have by transferring it from one state to another electronically, that receiving state already has what they need, hopefully, in order to be able to issue that license quickly. And what does it take to become a member of the teacher compact? (laughs) In order to become a member of the compact, Each state needs to pass it into their legislation. Uh, As I mentioned earlier, it is a contractual agreement between states. The legislative language does not read like typical other legislative language because it is more of a contract type language, but that allows each state to recognize we are all doing the same thing. So in order to get this started in your state, you really need to find a legislative sponsor. 
we work closely with the Council of State Governments uh, with each of the different states who express interest. And from there, we're able to meet with those legislative leaders. We're able to meet with licensing agencies, uh, standards boards, and, and explain to them what the compact is. Uh, we've got a presentation that we can come on site and do, or we can do that virtually. And then we start the process uh, with them about finding that sponsor and then filing that bill and providing whatever assistance we can as it continues to progress through the legislative session. You shared a few of the differences between the teacher compact and the NASTEC interstate agreement. Would you share a little bit more about NASDAQ's interstate agreement? NASDAQ's interstate agreement was actually set up in 1965. Uh, it was developed to really help teacher mobility uh, between states. And actually, NASDAQ was founded to help teacher mobility between states. We've been in existence since 1928. Uh, and that agreement started out with how do we make sure that one license issued in a state would be able to receive a close to equivalent license in another state when someone goes to another location. And it has had different forms during the last close to 60 years, I guess. Uh, and, and even in the most recent rendition of it, we came close to getting what I would call true reciprocity, but we still were not able to get exactly what that uh, would look like. When you compare that to the teacher mobility interstate compact, this is the first time where all states that join this will have the opportunity to have a level of true reciprocity between states. Now, again, I've said that the issuing state would be able to issue a equivalent or an a close to equivalent license. And that is because somewhere grade ranges in some states differ. You might have a K through five grade uh, level, or you may have in another state a PK through sixth grade. So you can't issue a license you don't have. So it has to be somewhat close to, to be able to fit in. But each state that is a member of the compact will actually list all of their eligible licenses. So people will know these are the licenses that qualify for the compact for you to be able to transfer and the licenses that you would receive as you come into a receiving state. Well, Jimmy, do you have any closing thoughts that you would like to share with our listeners? The goal of this compact is to keep people in the profession. Uh, when we face a, a shortage issue, and, and we can, the shortage issue can be defined in many different ways, uh, and, and in different regions, it, it has different uh, aspects to it. But when you look at what is happening, when we don't make it easy for teachers to be able to go from one location to another and the frustration builds, they have other opportunities. Teachers are well-educated individuals. They're smart. Uh, they work well with other people. And so they have a lot of gifts and talents that other industries will grab up. And so the goal is we want to keep these people in, in the profession and the teacher mobility compact is one way by which we can do that. Jimmy, thank you so much for joining me today. Where can our listeners find you? And I appreciate the opportunity to talk and it was a joy talking with you. If they'd like to find out more information about the compact, they can actually go to teachercompact.org. NASDAQ's website is NAS dtec.net and we have information about the compact located there and we also have links with uh in our website to those webinars that i talked about from 2020 that lay the foundation of why the compact is important 
And we will put those links in the description of the podcast to make it easy for all of our listeners to find. And then if you want to see Jimmy live and in person, you can always join us in Phoenix, February 29th through March 1st for the National Educator Shortage Summit. It's one of my favorite events because it gathers educators and people from departments of ed, people who are all working really hard to end the educator shortage, get to come together. And it's a really unique event because I feel like those people don't always get to get in the same room and discuss what we're going through. I agree. And then we've had a real good event the last two years. Looking forward to this third one coming up as well. Me too. All right. Thank you so much, Jimmy. Thank you.